The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on Kroll Call, on Sunday, February 8th, it's the music industry's biggest night, the Grammys. And today, we're taking a look at the nominees and listening to some of the nominated hits. Two-time Grammy nominee Yanni Fairby is here with us today. He's going to tell us what it's like to be nominated for the industry's biggest award, and he'll weigh in on some of the year's most talked-about categories. Plus, Orfea's back, and she's got insider thoughts on who will take home album and record of the year. Prepare to sing along today on Crawl Call. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Kroll Call. I'm your conductor this week. Actually, it's every week, and my name is MC DJ Kroll. Or maybe we should just stick with Dan Kroll. That's probably a little better. Now, I am a huge fan of music. If that is news to you out there listening, or you haven't been paying attention, or maybe you're just a newcomer to the show, I can't imagine living in a world without music. On my iPod playlist, and do people still use iPods? Am I the only one? Does anybody else use an... I am a proud user of an iPod and will use it as long as I can. They haven't even put out a new one in a couple of years. They're probably phasing it out. Anyway, that aside, you never know what song is going to pop up next on my playlist. It may start with something like a classic Motown track and then go on to NWA and then to Barry Manilow. Of course, now that makes me want to hear... Barry Manilow do a remake of an NWA track, but that's neither here nor there, and that's something to work on after the show. For the 57th time, the Grammys will award excellence in music. This year's ceremony will be broadcast live Sunday, February 8th on CBS at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. There will be performances from ACDC, Katy Perry, Mary J. Blige, Madonna, Sam Smith, Pharrell, a whole lot more, so be sure to tune in. But today, though, we're taking a look at some of the most talked-about categories with people in the know. Two-time Grammy nominee Yanni Farabee will be here in just a few moments. We'll talk pop, R&B, and hip-hop with him. And then, friend of the show Orfe will join us later in the show, and she and I will break down some of the most competitive categories this year and agree or maybe agree to disagree on who we think will win. At the top of the show, and playing ever so subtly in the background, is Megan Trainer's All About That Bass, which is up for, uh, I am sh- guarantee you she sings it much better than I do, <laughs> it's up for Song of the Year and Record of the Year. We're going to take a little more of a listen to that song as we head into commercial, but stay tuned, because our Grammy special continues in just a couple of moments.
Cause you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. Because you know I'm all about that bass. Talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, ho, baby, what's your name? Go, girl, it's your birthday. My first guest this week is a two-time Grammy nominee who has worked with some amazing names in the music business, including, as you just heard, Trey Songs, Lil Wayne, Missy Elliott, and Justin Bieber. You can listen to some of Yanni's latest work, including the track Snapchat on SoundCloud. And he's here today to talk about all of those things and more. I like the end more part. Yanni, welcome to the show. How you doing? How you doing? I am good. I, I mentioned in the introduction, Missy Elliott. Before we get into anything else, uh, how about the, the, the Super Bowl halftime seeing Missy again? That was kind of amazing. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty dope. Uh, um, I think she did... Uh, she killed it even more this time than the other awards. What was the other? Well, no. Was that awards? Or she came on with Pharrell. Was that the VMAs, maybe? I can't or think. The just, last time that I remember seeing her is when they did a, a recreation of Ladies' Night. Oh, yeah. Had, well, she did that, too. But she also came out on Pharrell's uh, set um, a couple months ago. I feel like that might have been VMAs. I can't remember. Been. But it yeah, was nice she, to see her. Great on that too, yeah. So I am looking at some of the notes about you. You are a Cleveland native, right? Yes, yes. Cleveland is home to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but you know, when people think of music cities, I know that they think of course of of Detroit for Motown, they think of here in Philly for TSOP. But when they think of Cleveland, they may not think of, of a lot of music. For me, I think of like Bone Thugs. I think of uh, the Ohio players or elsewhere in Ohio. What is the Cleveland music scene like? Um, I feel like Cleveland has always been a melting pot for um, a lot of different things. You know, as far as um, it's kind of like we take a lot of things from different areas, so to speak. So that could be good. And then that could be bad because sometimes, you know, in originality standpoint, you may not hear it a lot, you know. Be as it may, that Bone was probably one of the most um, influential, innovative groups that come out of Cleveland, you know. And they had, like, the whole world rapping like that for a while. Um, I would have to then think of people like... Gerald LaVert and, you know, the OJs and that whole um, legacy of which, you know, um, was kind of laid out. And not to mention Roger Troutman and, you know, stuff like that. But um, 
it's hard now, you know, I, with me being living in LA so many, so mm-hmm. so many years now, I'm not sure as to what the Cleveland scene is like at this moment. But, you know, a lot of times some of the stuff I have heard it seemed like you know, they're they're trying to follow what's what's going on right now. Okay. You know? So let's go back to maybe when you were there. What are some of the songs what is what is some of the music that you remember hearing when you were growing up things that uh you know family was playing what's some of the music that you were raised on oh yeah i mean oj's um and uh shoot my um let's see who else was in cleveland that we used to listen to a lot it was like smooth approach and the rude boys um <laughs> One of the girls, these are all like the hip-hop groups that were coming up under that whole uh, <clears throat> Levert and OJ there, you know, and I was a young dude coming up under that stuff, and I was actually, I feel blessed to have, you know, n- known all these guys and 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 been able to work up under them and learn from them and used to go over to uh, Trevor Studios, which was basically Levert spelled backwards, and um, <laughs> they used to tell me different things of how I could get my production better. And, um, yeah, like, they used to stay on me. I used to be frustrated a lot. But uh, thanks to, you know, different advice and, you know, stuff like that, it helped me get to where I am today. So you know, where you are today, talk about, let everybody out there know a little bit about you and uh, some of the things that you're up to. Uh, I mean, um, I'm a music producer, you know, um, uh, I'm not too great with the name drop stuff, but well, I'll, I'll produce for, for some of everybody. And uh, my first beginning was uh, Lil Wayne, and I started working with him on Carter Two, and then from him uh, back then, him and Trina used to be an item. And so, you know, being around that circle, I end up working with Trina. I end up getting really cool with Trina. Through Trina, I met Little Mo and Maya mm-hmm. and Missy way back in the day, like 2004 or five, you know. And um, so a lot of those things, like I- I'm very uh, appreciative and blessed to be around like certain names that I've named, you know, and even like MC Light and have run across those paths in my career to be able to learn from them because they really laid down a lot of things for everybody you know what i'm saying and uh hip-hop as it as it began so um then i just you know every, you know you keep working from one step to the another uh, to the other and um signed a couple publishing deals uh 2009 produced uh say alpha trey songs which was one of the biggest records in my career which then kind of catapulted me to moving out to l.a and being out here to, you know, I've been out here now for about three and a half years going on four. And, um, I mean, that record was very big for everybody involved. You know, Trey, it was a very um, powerful record for him, too, to kind of get him to that next level that he felt that he was a- aiming and shooting for, as well as myself and all the other writers that were a part of that record, you know? And oh, yeah. a lot of songs yeah. will come and go. That song still gets play. It's still a hot song. What is it? Uh, like five years later. Yeah, yes. Five years ago. Mm-hmm. 
And Great. now we're talking Grammys. The Grammys are on Sunday. You are a Grammy nominee twice <clears throat> over. What have you been nominated for? Uh, this year I'm nominated for uh, the work I did on Sean Paul's album for Best Reggae Album. And this is my second time being nominated um, in my career. Uh, the first time was from the Ready album um, with my work that I did on Say I. And we lost to Beyonce. <laughs> Quite naturally, everybody did that year. So and I don't think none of us was mad or felt any type of way. It was just like, oh, whoops, Beyonce. You know, but a lot of people feel real good about this one. I do too, but, you know, you have a lot of people that's basically like, yo, man, I think you got a chance, you know, because it looks like he, he, uh, Sean Paul has a strong chance this year. So we'll see, man. It's only two more days, and uh but it'd be nice to add instead of Grammy Grammy nominated or Grammy nominated, it'd be good to say Grammy, you know, instead uh, of nominated. <laughs> and I mean, you and know. on the plus side, Beyonce has not put out a reggae album yet, so at least she's not in the category. Right. <laughs> exactly. Other than best reggae album, which of course you're most interested in, are there any other categories that you're interested in or that you're following or maybe any performances that you're looking forward to during the ceremony? Uh, not necessarily, eh, not not necessarily, because usually for me, with the Grammys, I usually go there and I use that to like network. Of course. You know? And I go, um, you know, I chill and watch part of the show. And then after a while, a lot of people go and walk out, walk around and stuff like that out out in the open, because you know it, it gets it gets kind of boring after a while. So when you're there, it's not just, you know, I was going to say, it's not just what we see on TV. There's stuff that goes on even before the, the telecast. It's a, it sounds like it's a really long day. Oh, it's a very long day. That's why I normally, uh, I was talking yesterday, to, um, actually to my artist, Christian to, uh, cause she was talking about, it's something that's going on after event is going on after Grammys. And she asked, was I going? And I said, uh, <laughs> Normally, on, after the Grammys, I usually go home and, and you know, get ready to get to bed because usually you'll be there from, like, 12, 12.30 to maybe, like, 11 p.m., uh, you know? That's too long for anything. That's, like, for me, movies, if there's a movie that's three hours, I'm not going because I need to get up halfway through and walk around and get popcorn and stuff <laughs> like that. That's, that's right, like, a, a watch right. at home. Uh, 12 hours. So some of the, the categories, of course, are definitely going to be on the broadcast. There are a couple of categories I wanted to get your, your thoughts on. Um, you know, certainly they're ones that everybody's talking about. One of them is, mentions uh, a nominee that we talked about, but best R&B performance, Drunken Love, Beyonce featuring Jay-Z, New Flame, Chris Brown featuring Usher and Rick Ross, it's Your World by Jennifer Hudson featuring R. Kelly. Like this, Lettucey and Good Kisser, Usher. Of those five songs, I mean, uh, a lot of them, uh, particularly the Beyonce, Chris Brown, and Usher songs, I mean, they were kind of everywhere. Do you have a, a song in there that might be your favorite? Um, Not to put yeah, you on I the spot. I think I like them each for different reasons, you know? Um yeah, when we talk, and, and, and that's for a performance, so that's more live performance, is that, is that the category? I'm guessing so. You know, in one of those, and to look at it, despite all of the 
troubles, and we're not here to talk about troubles. I have to say that Chris Brown continually puts out really good music. Um, he's got some some really good people picking stuff for him. Oh yeah, I mean, but that video is incredible to me. You know the effects and and what they did, and even Usher's part, how they made the set with the block and had a, the cloud effect going up overhead, and it looked like it was a lot of money. Um, put into that video. As a side note, then I get back to the subject, I saw some of the AO video with his new single with Tiger, and that looks like he spent a hell of a lot of money on it as far as it has different things and stuff like that. I don't think it's dropped yet, but I definitely want to check for that. So anybody listening should definitely look out for that AO uh, video with Tiger. But, yeah, like I, I would probably have to say... But then Good Kisser, I really love Good Kisser, too, because of musicality in that. And it was like a kind of a breath of fresh air um, other than everything else that I've been playing. Because for a while now, all you hear is like this kind of West Coast type of sound, you know, mm-hmm. on the radio. So to hear that that music come back again, that was kind of cool. Drunk in Love is not bad. I think it, I, I respect it because I'm a married man and I've been with my wife for 16 years. So mm. I get that. I rock with that. You know what I'm saying? But um, it may it's not be one. one of the favorite ones out of that. But I get, you know, I get that life. That's that is my life. You know, and and when you with your person, that's how you feel. You know, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it would have to be the Usher one, man. That's maybe. kind of I'm leaning that way too. Like I said, you know, all of these are musical preferences is everybody's is different, so you never have, know how people are going to vote. But those are some some really good songs, some decent songs. Now, something over the years that I've noticed, you know, going all the way back to when they first decided to give out a Grammy in a rap category. There was a lot of controversy because they were, you know, first it wasn't put on the broadcast. And then there was some questions about whether the nominees ended up being, were they mainstream? Were they truly deserving? So we've come a long way in, what is it? Maybe 20 years now. And this year there's some interesting nominees for best rap album. Uh, Again, just to get your thoughts on some of these nominees, not necessarily to pick a, a winner, but to get some thoughts. The new classic by Iggy Azalea, Because the Internet, Childish Gambino, Nobody's Smiling by Common, The Marshall Mathers LP2, Eminem, Oxymoron by Schoolboy Q, Black Hollywood by Wiz Khalifa to me, before I hear what you have to say, I think that Schoolboy Q should win. Uh, But now let's get your thoughts on those nominees. Uh, yeah, uh, Yeah, that was really tight. I'm not sure I could even make a comment. Okay. No, that's that's fine. Because, like I said, you know, a lot of times uh, the songs that that are picked, or the albums and things that are picked, I don't know where some of them come from. You know, uh, the best uh, best song of the year, maybe one that, that the masses have never heard. So it's always right. kind of interesting to see where things sort of come from. But you know, with that, is there anyone who would be a, a dream artist who you'd like to work with? You know, we've mentioned a lot of names so far. We've already mentioned a lot of names that you worked with. Anyone who's on your, you know, your bucket list of someone who you'd like to work with? Uh, no, I don't really have a, a certain level between different, you know, I usually, um, I, I look at it like everybody, you know, <laughs> 
whoever. That's a good attitude. I mean, I definitely... Brandy now is one of my favorite female artists of all time. And, and I don't, well, I'm not even sure if I'll be able to work with her because I've met her several times and I basically turn into like a mannequin or something because it's like <laughs> no words come out. But um, that would be somebody that I would, you know, even if it didn't make the album, just to say that I did, you know, like um, it, it means something on that level. I mean, I've you know, I've worked with Missy. And still work with Missy. That alone too is like a big thing for me. So, if I was to um, look at things in that light, you know, like because uh, somebody of the caliber of Missy is is not even somebody that you know many people even get a chance to even send music to. You know, so the fact that I've worked with her and been at her house a couple times and. You know, it's, it's like, it, that's really surreal for me, too. So, It's a good attitude. Now, some of the folks that you have been working with, we have some new artists. Uh, there's a solo artist, Kresha Turner. What can you tell us uh, for folks out there? You know, we need to be on the lookout for her. Yeah, young, young Kresha. Um, as far as Miss Kresha, uh, I've been working with her now for about well, over three years, and we've been developing a cool little out and um and something that you know we feel can stand out a little bit she uh she has been signed before she was she's from you know Canada spent time in Canada and um also in Jamaica so she's Asian and Jamaican um she was signed before to a couple of different labels in her past she's been in the industry about 10 years She's had a couple uh, dance number ones on the uh, Billboard chart. Um, and her stuff before was kind of like a soulful house type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, once we had got up, is more like a hip-hop type of, you know, sonic over what she do. So it's like her Jamaican swag over like American production, so to speak. Um, we use like different weird voices and maybe some Indian sounds. And, you know, some people say it feels a little, it, it kind of puts them in the mind of when they was hearing like Tim and Missy stuff a long time ago. Um, but yeah, like our stuff went kind of fast for the, the hype and everything. When we first started some years ago, we only had like two well, maybe three songs, they were all unfinished. They were just like start of vibes, but people had heard them. And one of our friends, one of, you know, my dude's JQ, he's a member, uh, he started The Clutch. Hit writing team wrote so many records for some everybody. But he heard it, and he started going around to different people and different artists and just playing the song, you know. And so next thing we know, couple days later, we sitting in front of three different record labels that week, you know? And that's when I knew then, I said, well, shoot, we got something special, because a lot of times you can work on stuff, and, you know, everybody has dope music, but it's hard to find the type of music that can really stand out, and to where it's, you know, it's different and really distinctive, because otherwise, it's just a lot of dope music, you know? So that's what made me kind of uh, key into 
that and really try to see what that can develop to be. And recently she just, uh, we still had the Universal Canada side, but Universal Republic just took the whole thing over. So she just signed a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, we look forward to uh, to making some noise out here. And we're working on a mixtape currently right now that will be dropping very soon. Well, we will definitely pass that along. And in terms of other new music, I mentioned at the top, new track from you, Snapchat. First, for all of the old head people out here, what is Snapchat in general? Before we talk about the song itself, <laughs> there are a lot of people who don't even know what Snapchat is. Explain it in, in you know a, a couple of seconds. Snapchat is a uh, it's a new app on the um you know Android iPhone whatever and it's basically another social media app. It does some cool effects and allow people you can send a video to somebody or a picture, and once they view it, then it disappears. If you put videos and pictures on your timeline, then it'll stay up there for 24 hours, um, and then it disappears. But it's cool. It's like people use different filters and different emojis on top of, like, what they have with text and stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of fun. And uh, Snapchat has been out for over maybe a year and a half or so. But it just now has been a place where it started to blow up, you know. Um, I started the idea for the song uh, maybe ooh, a little bit last year, okay. <laughs> towards the end of last year. And because um, my project pretty much started out as just being a mixtape. And it was, you know, just supposed to kind of show another side of Yanni um, far as, you know, doing a type of structure like a similar to a DJ Khaled or a Timberland Shock Value where I did mm-hmm. records with some everybody. Um, some records I would actually be a part of, whether I was on them vocally or I just contributed to the writing or melody or whatever. And um, when I dropped a couple records just to kind of build a buzz, I started getting these calls and stuff from companies and they were interested in doing like a distribution for um, for different songs. So I let them hear that one and they were like, yo, like this one right here, Snapchat is, sounds like it could be a, a radio, you know, hit. So I started trying to clear it, you know, so long story short, here I am. <laughs> The song is doing cool. I just uh, shot the video for it two days ago. Video looking really crazy. The director, Black Diamonds, is really excited. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy to see what's going to happen from it. We're going to take a, a little listen to it as we go to commercial break. But before we do that, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, my name, everything is official, Yanni. Uh, which is official is in the word, and then Y-O-N-N-I. That's my Facebook, my uh, Instagram, and my Twitter. Everything. I like that. One place serves all. You don't have to remember a whole bunch of stuff, so we'll make sure that everybody <clears throat> has that as well. And uh, www.officialyahoo.com. I forgot about that. 
That's right. We'll make sure everybody has that. Uh, good luck on Sunday. Thank you. We are going to take a quick break, but as we do, we're going to take a listen to a little bit of Snapchat. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. My next guest is a singer-songwriter who knows more about the inner workings and behind-the-scenes goings-on in the music world than just about anybody I know. The song you heard coming back from commercial is the title track from her solo debut, What Do You Want From Me? She is, of course, Orfe. Orfe, welcome hey. to Kroll Call. Uh, hey, welcome hey, back, hey. I guess I should say, since you know our little greatest hits of the 80s countdown is like the most talked-about podcast in the history of life. <laughs> I should say so. It is. So I, I believe you. Why shouldn't it be? Grammys coming up Sunday. Oh Everybody, of course, is going to watch it. Is there <sighs> any performance or is there any category or any, any Grammy buzz related that you're most looking forward to? Well, I mean, I think the big, the big ones are Record of the year, year, Album of the Year, Best New Artist. I think there's actually a competitive Best New Artist race this year. I think it's been the first time in a few years where most people know who the best artist nominees are this year. Sometimes that becomes like a very bizarre category where, you know, very insular inside people like myself who nominate and vote are, are some of the only people who know who the, the new artist category, you know, entails. But this year it's, it's, it's a very much of a popularity contest, actually. Let's talk about the nominees, though. We have Iggy Azalea, Bastille, Brandy Clark, Haim, and Sam Smith. The... Probably the even money choice on this, I think, would probably be Sam Smith. But, uh, you know, in years past, Best New Artist has not always gone to the artist that people think it will go to. So weigh in. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think it's a two-horse race. I think it's between Sam and, and uh, Iggy Azalea. I think that's pretty obvious. And, it's you know, a lot of these... It's it's not ever about who sold the most records or who's the most popular because right now it's kind of neck and neck between the two of them. Very very wildly different uh, genres, pretty much. But it's it's 
if I'm predicting, if I were a betting gal, it would come down to the two, you know, the two of them, I think. Not that the other uh, nominees aren't as worthy, but, you know, it does, you know, you cannot deny that a lot of this does become a popularity contest. So you have to remember, as a nominator and a voter, I have to listen to everything. Otherwise, I can't, you know, with, uh, in good conscience, I can't vote. But a lot of people don't listen to everything, and they know who they know, and, and it's going to come down to what you're on the radio, most of all. So I have an unpopular opinion, and this will be, remember, you can tweet me, tweet your angry emails to at Kroll Call Show and at Dan J. Kroll. However, I'm not I'm guilty. Going- <laughs> well, you can weigh in after I make my commentary. Of, okay, uh, don't yell at me, the, yell at Dan. <laughs> in the last segment, we had Yanni on, and we talked about some of the names that he's worked with, and, and some of the names that came up are names that I put in in high esteem. You know, the right. Missy Elliott's. Now, you have an Iggy Azalea. Right. My personal opinion, at Dan J. Kroll, at Kroll Call Show, angry emails, tweets, whatever, I don't know that we have seen lately, you know, taking out there, there are two obviously notable exceptions, Nikki and Iggy. You know, in the past, we had names like Lil' Kim, we had Foxy Brown, we had Missy, we had Eve, you know, Queen Latifah, MC Light, names that I don't Ball know pepper, that we're... Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't know that we're at a point now where we have this really competitive female MC game that we had in the past, and I'm not entirely sure why. Why would and you I get also, angry emails about that? Because oh, it's absolutely true. Because they're going to say that, you know, I'm anti-Iggy and, and hater. And it's, I also think that they're different. You know, like uh, Latifah, when, when she was doing it, there was a lot of social awareness. Um, you know, Iggy and Nikki now are, there's a lot of, you know, high sexuality, which of course we had with Little Kim. I mean, anybody who doesn't know that is 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 crazy. But, you know, I, I'm wondering why we don't have a strong female uh, assortment of rap artists. Well, I mean, it's, it's, the genres change the old guard, you know. Listen, look what happened to Missy when she was on the Super Bowl. Her catalog blew up so big, it was the uh, most, yeah. I mean, she, she was selling a record a second after that, you know, a download a second. And the funny thing is, and somebody tweeted this to me, I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but I had put out a, a tweet about it, and the fact that, that people thought Missy was a new artist, Mm. The fact that people were like, oh, mm. that girl is trying to be Nicki Minaj. I, I oh. literally wanted to clutch my soul at that point because it's like, <laughs> I cannot believe that there's anyone. I mean, you don't have to be pushing 40 or in your 40s or in your late 30s or whatever. You don't have to be our age to know who Missy Elliott and Timbaland are because the, the people that are around today, the MCs that are around today, the R&B artists that are around today, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have anyone to give a professional nod to if it wasn't for Missy and Timbaland. Their stuff is so pervasive. I mean, look at the fact that Timbaland is doing all of the music for Empire, Empire. which is the biggest show to come out and blow up weekly in ratings in the longest time. So it's like it just it disturbs me that people thought Missy well, was a new artist. Hold on with that. I mean, if you're going to be outraged by that, look at the people who thought that Kanye West was doing the favor for the new artist Paul McCartney and people who hadn't heard of him either. I mean, that's even more offensive to me. Well, it's, look, you know what it is. You have to remember the new school of, you know, the younger generation is not hearkening back. 
when we made music or, you know, all of my (laughs) contemporaries and the people that I came up with and the people who were producing and cutting their teeth, you got to remember Dallas Austin did one of his first remixes on my first single. You know what I'm saying? So we were very interested in who the hot, new, up-and-coming genius was going to be. You know what I mean? It's like I, I remember bringing Lisa Stansfield's CD over from Paris before anyone in the States knew who she was. We were always looking to see what was new, but we were also steeped in the history of what we were doing for a living. You know what I'm saying? We didn't, we didn't come up and go, who's the stones and who's Iron Maiden and who's like, we really had a vast knowledge of music. And I think that the, I don't think that there's that kind of, um, for lack of a better word, people aren't studying. You know what I mean? And you don't have to go to school to study. It's just that there's not a vast enough repertoire now. So maybe I'm going to be the one who gets the angry tweets, but whatever. It's the truth. <laughs> well, that's why I liked, at least in, in the last part, when I was talking at the very beginning with Yanni and asking, you know, what are some of the musical influences? What are the things that you remember hearing when you grew up? And he mentioned, you know, Lavert, the OJs. It's nice to know that there are people who will mine and we'll listen to the past where, you know, for say what you will about Kanye West and some of the things and the antics that he's done. One of the things that I think has been most successful for him and even from uh, Puff Daddy slash P. Diddy is mining old songs and sampling them. And I mean, that's for a lot of people, that's their only the introduction to some of these old songs. And thank God, because that, that's, what it, that's exactly it. That's the only knowledge they have of some of the, you know, older R&B groups, you know. And you're like, well, okay, so they just know it from a sample, but at least now they've gone and searched and seeked, and now they have more of a knowledge than they would otherwise. So, you know, everyone was outraged over the sampling drama, but it's like, well, it introduced a whole new generation of, you know, the listening audience to groups that they'd never otherwise know. Well, that's actually a really good segue for something that I wanted to talk about. Folks will know that even though I, I'm you know, prolific on Twitter and have this show and you, know, you as well are well-known. <laughs> and me as your perma-guest, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you and I both share something in that we are still surprisingly private, even though we have a, a, a public profile. One of the things, I'm going to tell folks something that we do that they may not know. It's, it's a, one of the glimpses into the private lives, uh, if you're ready for this. Oh. One of the things that we do is when we hear songs for the first time, we race to our phones and we will send each other, you know, oh my gosh, let's, this would be a good mashup, this song or that song. And when we heard Stay With Me by Sam Smith, Yes, we're very, very good at this, and we did tweet about this publicly very recently. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I know where you're going. funny. You know, we meant, I was like, hey, does this sound like Tom Petty? This sounds like uh, Won't Back Down to me. And you're like, oh, my God, it's Tom Petty. And, you know, to another extent, going with uh, uh, Blurred Lines, I, to this day, still don't think that's a ripoff. I think that sounds like a very much an inspired by Marvin Gaye. Just mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. opinion. Stay with me. I was like, but I won't back down. Like I heard it immediately. Stay with me. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I mean, yeah. Is it well, a big deal? I mean, now you know he's going to pay Tom Petty the money, and you know, there's a, a certain point where I go, okay, there are only so many notes that you can possibly come up with, and there are only so many combinations that you possibly can come up with. You know, is it time to admit that sometimes songs are going to sound the same, even if they're not? 
Listen, I don't think that Sam Smith, and I don't know Sam Smith at all, okay, but I don't know that he sat down and said, gee, I hope I'm embroiled in a nasty lawsuit and have to pay Tom Petty money. <laughs> I really never think that it, unless it's a, you know, I know a couple of really bad eggs. I know a couple of really bad seeds, and they will play a record, and they will say, make this sound like this. I want to make a major nod to this, but let's not make it obvious. Uh, so, yeah, I know some bad people who've done that over the years, and they've gotten away with it for the most part. And then you get a George Harrison who gets sued for, you know, he's so fine because he sang, you know, uh, my, sweet, my Lord. sweet Lord. You know, it's always those three three syllable segments, by the way. Well, you even know, but, I remember back in the day, there was a big deal. Mariah Carey's camp had said, uh, no, 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 emotions doesn't sound like any other song in the history of life. And it's like, okay, there's. There's nothing wrong with sampling. There's nothing wrong with being inspired. You, whatever. Again, no, I mean, there are, there are only Cole. so many notes, and there's only so many ways to manipulate it. And, you know, there are some really genius, original, amazing artists who you'll never find that they're kind of uh, doing anything that's been interpolated in any way. But, you know, I don't think, and again, I don't know him, but I don't think he sat down and said, gee, I want to give myself a hard time. I just think sometimes it's and it's never on the surface. I don't think you mean to do it, yeah. and I think sometimes an older, you know, a, a songwriter will come and say, "Hey, that's my song," and it depends upon the musicologist who says, "You know what? Four out of five notes are exactly the same." You know, I many many years ago there was a song on uh, the Orrin Moore CD called "Love Life," and I'm not going to tell you who stole it. But it was stolen. Apparently, it was 11 out of 12 notes were exactly the same. Okay? And the musicologist and the attorney and everybody said, yeah, you have a very, very seriously winnable lawsuit. Why didn't we go through with it? I'll tell you why we didn't go through with it. Because at that point, with the seven copies of our CD that we had sold, was four more copies than the CD that... <laughs> that we were trying to do. So it would have it would have cost more in legal fees and the drama of going to court. I mean, the other artists wound up having a really big radio hit with it, but ultimately didn't go on to become a mega star. He was kind of more like a, a, a club artist, and we were club artists, but it was such a headache to go through with it that it wasn't worth the time and the money and the effort. But, you know, everybody, everybody's either stolen or been stolen from. I can tell you that. It, it's like you said, there's only so much in the ethers in the musical powers that be. You know what I'm saying? To coin, we to coin are, a phrase from Mike Moore. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break so we can Google Love Life and see what song it sounds like. We're going to be back with more of our Grammys talk here on Curl Call in a minute. Stay tuned. First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. right. You should want a bad bitch like this. Huh? Drop it low and pick it up just like this. Yeah. Like, cup of ace, cup of goose, cup of Chris. High heels, something worth a half a ticket on my wrist. Back. On my wrist. Taking all the liquor straight. Never chase that. Never stop like we bring an 88 back. What? Bring the hood scene where the bass at. Champagne spilling, you should taste that. Party girls, don't get hurt, can't feel anything When will I learn? I push it down, I push it down I'm the one for a good time, call, phone's blowing up Bring up my doorbell 
Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. One of my favorite songs from What Do You Want From Me by Orfe. One of my top two favorite songs on that CD, too, if I'm yeah. allowed to have my own favorites. Tell it to my heart. We will have all of the information for how you can download Orfe's CD, if they still call it that. But you can download it in digital form. We'll have all of those. You can do it from Amazon or iTunes. We'll talk about that in a bit. We're back. We were talking about songs that sound the same. We're going to talk about Record of the Year, since we, we have Sam Smith out there, Orfe. If you are all right to just go right to the biggest category of the night. Sure. I don't know. Well, is that really the big... Eh, for me, record of the year is a big deal. So we have the already mentioned Iggy Azalea with Fancy, which was everywhere. We have... Now, here's another one. Again, at Dan J. Kroll, at Kroll Call Show. This is going to be another hate message. I can just oh, feel dear. it. Chandelier by Sia. I feel like... Oh, God, here it comes. I oh, feel like no, Sia don't is... don't get me involved in your shenanigans. <laughs> okay. I feel like Sia is sort of... Lady Gaga ripoff. Sorry. No, see, that's not what it is. You're wrong there. You're wrong okay, there. She's I'm not wrong. a Lady Gaga ripoff at all. You have to remember that C is a very, very prolific songwriter and has written for everyone and had been writing for everyone before she ever put out, you know, a recent. She's been around since the. She's been making records since I was making records, okay? That's but a long she career. took the route of songwriter for a really long time. So what it sounded like to me, for the longest time, I thought Chandelier was Rihanna. Interesting. Uh, for the longest time, it, it blew my mind that it was Sia. But you've got to remember, she's written some of Rihanna's biggest hits. And as That's a songwriter who sings, and obviously I'm nowhere in the, in the zip code of the success that Sia has in that world, but you, if you're a singer, you sing the demos. Mm-hmm. You sing the demos that you shop to the artist. So somewhere along the way, you know, Rihanna's going to sound like the demo, and the demo's going to sound like Rihanna, and then Sia's going to sound like Like, it all becomes this big, like, mash of its own. But I didn't think it was a ripoff of Gaga at all. I, think I feel it like was the more... video, maybe. You know, the whole wig and not show the face. And, like, but to me, that she, just... I mean, I, listen, you, we've all seen Sia. She was on the first season of The Voice as one of Christina's mentors. So I, I don't get the, like, hiding thing, but... I don't think I think she's actually pretty original, and I just don't think that people realize she's been around a really long time. If you agree at official underscore Orfe, if you think I'm you know evil in whatever at Dan J Kroll or tweet someone else, yeah, I don't I'm, know, I'm the good angel. <laughs> Dan's, the bad, Dan's the bad devil today. <laughs> Other record of the year nominees. Stay with me. The Dark Child version. Dark Child, great. Uh, production that Whom I go all the way back to. to death. I love to death. By Sam Smith. Shake It Off by Taylor Swift and All About That Bass by Megan Trainer. To me, if I were going by simply pop infiltration, mm-hmm. I think it would be Shake It Off. 
because it seems to have been more viral than the others. Um, well, and then if you're going to be a, a nerd like me, melodically, that's true. That's like the melody of doom. No, it's, it absolutely is. It's got a little bit of a, a throwback vibe, which is very big and very appealing. It's sort of what we talked about in the first segment about uh, Good Kisser by Usher. It's got another uh, vibe to it. I don't know. And then I feel like they're going to cancel it, each other out, and they're just going to go with Sam Smith because, again, at Dan J. Kroll, hate mail, I feel like Sam Smith is this generation's uh, – Rick Astley, like this generation's George Michael, the Simply Red. He's, the, you know, the British blue-eyed soul type of thing, and it, that's sort of like the evolution of that. That's what I think, just to me. And there I is think an that evolution, that and, and the, girls, the girls, you have to remember, that happens all, this happens, what I'm about to say happens all the time in every award ceremony. A lot of times, the, a certain group of the nominees split the vote. You know what I mean? And they kind of cancel each other out. Mm-hmm. And then you wind up, you know, like, listen, they're all great. I, I'm, that was the hardest category for me to vote for. I because I actually think every one of those songs is a bona fide, you know, once every few years smash. But melodically, and I'm not saying this is who I voted for, but melodically, I really love that Megan Trainer song because it does a whole bunch of stuff. It's very, very current, but it does have an old school feel to it. And I think that's why people latched onto it in such a big way. But, you know, Shake It Off is a perfect, perfect A to Z pop song. You know, so it's, that one's a tough, that's going to be interesting. That's a well, really. Let me even add in more to that in something that's not nominated. And I'm sure there's probably, you know, there's those weird. Uh, Asterix guidelines of has to be released between a certain point. But to me, I really think record of the year, if you're going strictly by the song that was everywhere and defined 2014, it's happy by Pharrell. There's no way around it. There's no arguing. I won't accept another answer. That was a song that was everywhere in 2014. Right. Wasn't nominated. Well, beep, see, that's beep, what you, you can't, there's no perfect formula, and it's not like the Oscars. There are a limited number of spaces. You know what I'm saying? So... Maybe next year we have ten record of the year nominees. The Oscars yeah, did it because do that, but okay. well, the Oscars were never going to change. They changed it too. So you know, it's an interesting category. I think that that's going to be one that a lot of people are talking about. And I also think with that category, maybe more than any other category, you know, taking out the uh, diehard fans, I don't know that anyone will be outraged, morally outraged, by any of the wins. Any of those possibilities winning. I don't think no, that anybody's... absolutely. And that's a rare thing, too. Now, not so much for some, Album you know, of the Year. What, say that again? I was going to say, not so much for Album of the Year, though. Album of the Year is, is interesting to me. Uh, as someone who knows music, I was not aware that Beck was still actively putting out music. I remember him from way back in my youth when he did Loser, um, he's nominated for Morning Phase, Beyonce for Beyonce, go figure, X, Ed Sheeran, In the Lonely Hour, Sam Smith, and Girl by <laughs> Pharrell Williams. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sam Smith will probably win that one as well, but, I mean, of those, the biggest commercial success was Beyonce. I mean, who drops an album with no notice and sells, you know, 20 billion copies in 2000? 14. That just doesn't right. happen anymore. Right, right. No, I, I think you're right, though. I think, again, if we're being, you know, making predictions, I think Sam Smith is going to win in that category. I think it's a hands-down win. 
You know, but, you know, the, the, you know Pharrell could sneak in and, and win. You know what I mean? He's very, very popular and very, very well-liked. So who knows? That's, a, that's an interesting race. I don't know who's going to win that one. I'm not entirely sure. Um, anybody this year that you thought should have been nominated for any particular Grammy? I mean, for me, I mentioned that I thought Happy should be nominated for something, and it only has one nomination, I think. Is there anything that you can think of that was an oversight on your part uh, that, you know, someone who should have been nominated for something but wasn't? I think, I think that I don't know that a lot of people bought the CD, but – and that's horrible to say, but the new Prince CD that just came out, I don't mm-hmm. know if it missed the deadline. I don't know what happened there, so I may not be aware, and I should be, because because I, I nominate and vote. Maybe he didn't even submit it to uh, be considered, but that was a glaring omission to me because it's a great CD. And you know? releasing two CDs at one time, that's also kind of ballsy. Maybe, you know, maybe he just doesn't need a Grammy. Maybe he doesn't care at this point. I care but that was what i kept looking for you know what i'm saying i kept looking for the that cd and its contents on the you know the nominee uh submission possibilities i was like where and then i thought well maybe he didn't you know because i don't think he's he's on his own label now so when you're independent you have to submit you know so he was probably like i don't care <laughs> but you know so People it may go not nuts. have been a glaring omission it may have been a deliberate one so who knows yeah, people go nuts anytime he shows up for anything. Like I ever. go nuts. So he I doesn't... go completely insane, like I'm freaking 13 all over again, scalping tickets to Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I mean, like, it was the Golden Globes, or they showed the audience, and there were, you know, movie stars who were out of their freaking minds because Which Prince showed up. Which is something we That's... tweeted about, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot. That, of course, is not a, a private thing. Uh, we're almost out of time. Really quickly, one of the other categories we talked about in the last half, R&B performance. Just your quick take. Drunk in Love by Beyonce, New Flame, Chris Brown, It's Your World, Jennifer Hudson, Like This, Lettucey, and Good Kisser, Usher. Really good, solid R&B songs, all five of them, which, of course, is why they were nominated. Right. Any that stand out to you? That's a tough one, too. There's a lot of powerhouse singers there. Those, those girls are great. Uh, they're all... That's a tough one. I don't have a, I don't have a lead. And again, I'm not going to say who I voted for, but uh, that's a, that was a tough one. I think, you know, Usher has good chances of... He's got two of the five. He's featured on one of them, but those are good chances to, uh, to win on that. So for me, with that, outside of the Grammys, the thing that I've liked most that they've been doing in the past five to ten years, is putting together artists who otherwise would never share the same stage, you know, like a Absolutely. rap artist in a country. That is always kind of amazing. I'm, I'm really kind of looking forward to see what they pull out of their hat this year. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I'm, I totally agree with you about that. I don't think Madonna will be sharing the stage with anyone, but um, no. you never know. I mean, I guess it's, it's possible. Who last, knows? What's the last thing she performed at? That thing where everyone was sharing the performance with her, but I think that's... Oh. That was the same love. Yeah, so no, I, I know. I was like, maybe she'll show up and surprise us. And everyone, you know, suddenly all sorts of little cameos will happen. But who knows? We only have about 30 seconds. Let everybody know where they can find you on the social media. Okay, well, there's, there's uh, the only real ones on Twitter. It's official underscore Orfe. And on Instagram, which, you know, as of like two days ago, there were 50 fake ones. It's just at Orfe, um, and it's uh, Orfe.com where you can find everything, and subscribe to my YouTube channel because it's fun, um, and that's the official Orfe as one word. 
But it's, well, all this is on Orfe.com, so you can find all the links there. Well, thank you so much for popping in and talking Grammys with me today. Me, thank you for having me, and, and I hope you get the bulk of the V-neck. <laughs> well, we'll see. Everybody, tune into the Grammys this Sunday, February 8th on CBS, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Check your local listings for the channel in your area. My thanks to this week's guest, Yanni and Orfe. For more information about their music or how to follow them on social media, check out our Twitter feed at Kroll Call Show or visit our website at krollcall.com. You can also listen to this week's show again or any of our shows anytime on demand. It's completely free. Next week, we're going to look into the future and hypnotize you. That should be an interesting show. That's Friday, February 13th. Until then, I'm going to stick with the one-name theme that we had going this week, and I'm just Dan. Hoping that you'll come back and join us again next time. That would be music to my ears on Crow Call. Have a great week. We reach a whole new time.